following message is from Narrative Church, a Lutheran church located in Williamson County, Texas. For more information, go to www.narrative.church. All right, so today um, we're continuing the series uh, Simple Relational Gospel-Centered as uh, Narrative prepares for the move off to the District Ministry Center, which I'm First off, is incredible. The fact that God has worked in such a way over the years, um, it's fun to look back at different points in narrative's journey and be like, I wonder how God's going to work. And lo and behold, here we are now. Um, It's amazing. Um, So last week was simple, um, things that are simple but hard, um, simple but not easy. This week is relational. Um, Last time I was here, I preached on John 15, verses 1 through 5. Um, This year, I'm preaching on John 15, um, not one through five, um, seven through 19. So come back next year around this time and I'll finish out John 15. Um, so here, here's, here's our text for today. Um, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you, that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, so that you will love one another. That's our text for our consideration today. Um, so we'll be going through that um, this morning. Uh, so we'll now, if you want to go to the very top of the slideshow, now we can get going with this. All right, so um, we talk about taking W's in life and we're taking L's in life. Um, normally, you, you don't want to take an L in life. That's a bad thing. Um, but uh, today, L is a good letter. Um, because there are two different kinds of relationships that we that we live in our life, um, and where do we where do we find this? We, we've got a vertical aspect to the L, and we've got a horizontal aspect to the L. Um, and where do we where do we find this uh, idea before these these two kinds of relationships? If you want to hit me with that next slide, will that'd be great? Look at that. Jesus uh, is is talking with with the people. This is from Matthew. Uh, 22, verse 36 through 40. Uh, Teacher, what is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So the thread through all of this is love. Perfect. We've practiced this. The thread through all of this is love. And so um, I want to think about living the L. That's, that's the idea for today. We're living the L. So uh, on the, the, the vertical aspect of this relationship, there's a vertical re- relationship that we have with God. Um, this is a passive relationship. Uh, this is God doing work for us. Um, God giving his grace for us because of that's, that's just who God is. God loves you because of Jesus. Jesus' death on the cross for you vertical relationship. Already one, one and done for you in Christ Jesus. 
good stuff. We like this. There's a second side to this. Uh, there's, so there's two parts to the L. We got the vertical nailed. And we've also got this horizontal relationship to the L. This is our relationship with our neighbor. And this is an active relationship. This is something that you and I are going to have to work on, right? Do I get along with everybody? Shockingly, no. Do you get along with everybody? I'm also going to guess shock. Ted does. I know Ted does. Oh, Ted does not. That's true. Ted and I fight all the time. It's a fact. Jack's having a great day over here. I know he is. We have this, so we've got this active relationship, and it takes work. Um, so I have to work at making Ted happy. Um, I have to work at making Jack less unhappy. Um, <laughs> it's a losing battle. Um, so in the vertical relationship, we can define this as, I love you no matter what. Um, that's the, the, there's an invitation, and God calls us into this. Um, God invites us into this relationship, one and done for you and Jesus. Good stuff. Um, this horizontal relationship, this active relationship, this is what I do with my neighbor, and this is, I love you too much to leave you where you are. This is a challenge. Um, to continue a theme from last week, this is simple, but it's not easy. Um, this is simple, but it takes work. It's hard. And so, through the Holy Spirit, we, we pray that God continues to work in us as we work on this horizontal relationship. Because relationships are built on love. As we're living the L, the whole, it all goes back to love. We're loving God and we're loving our neighbor. And it's a very simple uh, command. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. And then love your neighbor as yourself. Very simple. Jesus just calls it as it is. But it's hard. It's going to take everything from you. But it's all built on relationship. And it's all built on love. Um, for something to be relational, I looked this up, uh, for something to be relational, it involves the way in which two or more people are connected to one another. And as we think about John 15 in particular, that's, that, that, that's just what it is. We're, just, we're connected uh, to the vine, and we're connected to God, and we're connected to one another. And so we're just, we're just relational with it. So how do we see this idea of being relational working in the text? Uh, we're going to go verse by verse on all this. Um, so ready, set, here we go. Um, context for John 15. Uh, John is 21 chapters long, and it, John slows way the heck down when he gets to the Last Supper and takes a long time to get through there. And John 15, we're in the Last Supper. And he just, it's just Jesus going and going and going and teaching and filling the disciples. Invitation, challenge, Vertical relationship, horizontal relationship, all this good stuff. And so we're all very familiar with, with uh, the, this first section, the one I preached on last year. Um, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Um, and the th big thread through there is this idea of abiding. And I know Ted likes talking about abiding because we've talked about this at least twice. Um, and abiding, that's a, it's a relational word. Um, and so we get to see in that first section this, this call to abide, um, to rest, to remain in the promises of Jesus. Um, and then here in this later section, the one that we're working on today, we get to see what this abiding love looks like as we live the L, the vertical and the horizontal. Uh, so take a quick second and look through the, the text today and 
look at how much relational language Jesus uses as he works through this passage. I'll give you guys a second to look at this. There you go. Yep. Just take a second and look at it. Um, All right, I think that's a lovely second. What kind of relational language are you seeing jump out at you as you look at this? I can kneel for a second. This works. Um, This way you guys can still see. Yeah, I'm tall enough. This works. What kind of relational language are you seeing? You are my friends. Good. Abide. You're cheating, but yes. Um, (laughs) Joy. I like it. Ask in response, yes. As I was looking over this again today, I realized, man, I could have focused on that a whole lot more. So come back next year. I'll get it again. Sacrificial, yeah. Good. We'll, get, we'll, we'll, we'll work through this. All right. Let's get with verse 9. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. I'm going to stand up again. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. This is where Jesus starts our our text for today. Um, There's a relationship between the Father and the Son, right? The Father loves me, and so we can see this relationship, and then how Jesus then loves the disciples um, from that. Um, So Jesus then shows us what this abiding love looks like. Uh, We get to learn from Jesus as Jesus shares his love with the disciples, and then by extension, with us because we are Jesus' friends, but we'll get there in a second. Good job, Larry. Um, yeah, so the Father loves the Son, and Jesus loves his disciples, but this is not, um, the love of the Father toward the Son is not the same kind as the love Jesus has for the disciples. Um, the love of the Father is the reason why he gives glory to the Son. Um, so in Jesus' baptism, um, Jesus is being baptized in the Jordan River, and you hear this voice from heaven, and it's the Father. He says, this is my son whom I love. Listen to him, with whom I'm well pleased. And so in Jesus' baptism, he, Jesus is established as this sacrificial servant who will give his life for uh, his people Israel. And so because Jesus gives himself up, the Father gives glory to the Son. This is different from the love Jesus has for his disciples. Um, Jesus gives his, shows his love through sacrifice. Um, different from the love the Father has for the Son, but Jesus shows his love uh, for his disciples through his sacrifice. Cool. Next section of the verse, remain in my love. Uh, Here we get this abide word again, abide in my love, remain in my love. Remaining in the Father's love, for Jesus, it's not a passive thing. It involves active obedience to the will of the Father, um, this is the same is also true for Jesus' disciples. They remain in Jesus' love by keeping his commandments. Um, so this gets a little interesting because so we've got this vertical relationship um, between, between God and, and his people, um, and that's passively done. Um, but then there's also that, that active aspect of keeping Jesus' commands. Um, and that takes work. Um, but because we... As we love God, we've been filled and transformed, and the light of Christ lives in us. And so we then, because we've been transformed by that, we use that light and we go and show others. And that involves active obedience to 
to Jesus, um, to, to his teaching. And so as we remain in his love, um, there's that like, the, the work has already been won for you in, in Christ. Um, and so that aspect is passive, but then the doing it, that's the active. Remain in my love. Good. Uh, so why does the son love the, why does the father love the son? You want to hit the next verse? We'll get there. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept the Father's commandments and abide in his love. The Father loves the Son because the Son is obedient to the will of the Father. Um, and Jesus then loves those who are faithful to his word. So it's not just passive, it's also active. Um, we're, we're, we're following Jesus. If a disciple is somebody who trusts the promises of Jesus and seeks to follow him, um, we've got this relationship with God, um, which always goes back to trusting in Jesus' promises um, and all those promises that are given to us. But then we, we continue to seek after Jesus in his word. And then we, as we're seeking, we're also following. And so in that following, that's where we get the keep my commandments kind of action. Just as Jesus has kept the Father's commandments, he abides in his love. Next verse. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. So good work, Daniel. I'm picking up on the joy thing. Love that. Um, Jesus' joy comes from doing the Father's will. And the joy of the disciples will come from doing what Jesus commands them, that active uh, horizontal relationship. And as he has said, my command is this, love one another as I have loved you. Uh, the model for the disciples' love for one another comes through Jesus' love for them. There's that vertical relationship. Jesus, is our, Jesus, who he is, loves the disciples. And so that love fills them um, and sends them out. Yeah? Great. Uh, next verse. My command to you is this, the, to love one another just as I have loved you. Uh, this is, it's not just the degree or the intensity of, of discipleship here. Love for one another is that Jesus is referring to, but the very means of expressing that love. And, and that comes through self-sacrifice to the point of death. Um, so that's how Jesus shows his love for his disciples, is, is in his death. Because love is sacrificial. Love gives. Boom. Love gives. Good work, Will. Um, so as we think about being relational, um, we, we think about how we give of ourselves. Um, if God is working through us, we can't hold on to, to all those promises for ourselves. Um, you're, the, the, that we've got these joy cups. And as we're abiding in Jesus, as we're trusting in the promises of Jesus, these joy cups are being filled because we've got these promises of Jesus. This is great. Um, but those joy cups overflow. And so what we do then, as we've been filled and transformed by, by the gospel, is we go out and we, we, we take our joy cup and we give it to someone else. And then we give our joy cup to someone else and someone else because the love of Christ is flowing out of us because love gives. Love gives of, of one, oneself. Love lays down, um, in the most extreme sense, love lays down life for another. Um, I think how we most experience that is how we give, we give away our pride. 
Um, the enemy of following Jesus is pride. My own pride for myself, thinking that I've got everything figured out. And so self-sacrifice means thinking more of the needs of others more than myself. And so then if I'm thinking more about the things of God and what God has called me to and how God is working in my life, I see that joy cup being filled in the promises of Jesus. And then I take that joy cup and I give the joy cup out. And then when I get tired, I come back to the promises of Jesus and my joy cup is filled because I know that that relationship with God is already one and done in Jesus. But my neighbor needs me to work on loving them because love gives. Verse 14. I'm going to skip a couple of verses because I feel like it. Verse 14. I can do that. I have this talking stick. Verse 14. You are my friends if you do what I command you. Um, and it, this explains verse 10 in a different way. So verse 10 was, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept the Father's commandments and abide in his love. So those who keep the commandments of Jesus, they're called friends. Um, these are the ones for whom Jesus gives up his life. This is all passive. This, this, this is that vertical relationship. This is all passive. Jesus calls you friend because of who, that's just who he is. He loves that's who Jesus is. Jesus gives himself for you. So then verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit. Here's the, this is the thrust of that passive and active in action. Um, you and I, we cannot choose to follow Jesus. Um, that old Adam is, is always fighting uh, with that new Adam, and old Adam would never let that happen. Old Adam is that pride. That pride that says, the needs of myself are greater than the needs of my neighbor. And so I'll choose to love myself over loving my neighbor. But Jesus says, I chose you. Jesus is the one calling you. And so through the Holy Spirit, we cling to these promises given to us in baptism, given to us in the Lord's Supper, and we follow Jesus. Um, it's a totally passive thing on our end. We don't, we don't do any of the reception. The promises of God are just given to you. The active part comes in you choosing to deal with it. Do I choose that? Do I trust that these promises are true because they are? And what am I going to do about it? I appointed you to go and bear fruit. Uh, relationships go. That's the next thing. Relationships go. I appointed you to go and bear fruit. There is a mission involved in this. This, if we get this fruit imagery back from that first section uh, in verses 1 through 8, um, it's not the quality of the disciple, but the, the mission which affects the lives of others. So all of you, me included, we, we all are disciples of Jesus. We're all following Jesus. But what kind of follower are you? And how do you share that mission? Uh, you are my friends if you keep my commandments. Active righteousness, that horizontal, this is how you and I show the love of Jesus to our neighbors. It's not about you. It's about what God is doing through you. The mission is not about you. It's about God and how God is using you to bless the lives of others. How am I loving God and loving my neighbor? That's the question. So then we get to this, this last section here. How do we apply this idea of being relational. 
And there's a lovely little triangle I'd like to, to show you here. All right. So this takes, this is, this is an extension of that L. Um, so we start with up. And up is our relationship with God. And this is built on the foundation of God's promises given to you. Um, we would call this trust. And there's three questions I want you to think about. If you want to take a picture of this, that's great. If you just want to think about it for a second, um, I think these are excellent questions. So I, I, yeah, we'll, we'll just take a second anyway. Um, here's the three questions I want you to think about as you think about your vertical, well, yeah, that up relationship, you and God. Do I make enough space for prayer? Am I seeing new life um, where God is uh, turning graves into gardens, as some songs might say, where God is uh, making rivers and wastelands? Uh, do I see new life? Where, where am I seeing God at work? And do I pursue a relationship with Jesus? This is the up. The second uh, of, the, of the three parts of the triangle is the in. And the in it would be um, impactful relationships between followers of Jesus who care for one another in ways that the world finds unique or different. Um, so if, to make that more simple, it's the relationship I have with other followers of Jesus. And because the light of Jesus is in my life and other followers of Jesus, that light is shining, it's a beacon, um, then the world sees that in a different way and they wonder like, why, why do you live your life the way you live your life? Um, so the questions here, um, how are my relationships with my friends? Do I fear being transparent or vulnerable with others? And is it easy for me to trust people? I think these are also good questions. Uh, Christian and Jack are laughing because have they asked me this, these questions in the last week? Yes. We love processing vicarage. It's very exciting. And finally, the out. So in and out are those, that is that horizontal relationship, that active relationship. Um, out then is relationships I have with those outside of the family of God in the places where God has called me to be. And so three questions here. Do I have a heart for the lost? How often do I share my faith? And do I take time for relationships with non-Christians? Uh, as I think about my own life, um, did I give you a slide that had all three of them together? I did, but it's probably not next. There it is. Wow. I'm so smart. As I think about my own life, uh, it's interesting how like different rhythms of these three kind of like play out. If you, sure. I remember Wii Sports and you would do, um, you do different training things and like different parts of, the, of certain triangles are part, like, further out than others because you're really good at some things and not really good at others. Um, and so if I think about my life in terms of up, in, and out, there's times where like up is looking real solid, but then like in is looking fine and then out looks real bad. Um, and it's like, ideally we've got all three of these like 100%. Um, but like that, that's just not reality. And so 
the, the grace in all of this is that it's all built on relationship with God and that like God is already working through you. You don't have to worry about that. Um, we get to take care of living the light of Jesus with other people. Um, so as narrative gets to think about this idea of being a relational church, um, it's all built on the relationship that Jesus makes with you. Um, the promises that Jesus makes with you, that trust. You are my child. I have called you by name. You are mine. It's all built on that. It's all built on his promises. He gives you, he gives you himself freely and fully in his death and his resurrection. He reminds you of his promises and sacraments. And as God's people gathered here by Jesus' love, he calls you to be faithful to his commands as you go into the world um, through things like the mattress drive, through things like the backpack blessing, Hopewell breakfast, things like this where um, narrative comes together and shares the love of Jesus, being in relationship with them and inviting people into, into the life of narrative, but also into your own life. And it's all in being the light of Jesus to the world. So I'm very excited for where narrative is going. Um, and so the questions going forward, how does narrative continue to be a relational church? Um, I think those are fun questions to think about. And God's taken dubs. Jesus wins every day. Um, we're in relationship with one another because Jesus is in relationship with us. And that's a beautiful thing. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you, you, you call us to love God and you call us to love neighbor. And this is a, it's a simple thing that you call us to, but it's, it's difficult. It's challenging. It'll take everything from us. And we thank you that you have accomplished it all, that, you, that our relationship with you is one and done because you love your people. We pray that as we go out this week that we continue to be your hands and feet in the world as we live up, in, and out, uh, showing your light to, to those around us in the places where, where you've called us to be, um, that we would shine your love, that we would be relational to those around us. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Thank you.